Hi, am I on the air? Yep. Fuck. Thanks. Do I have everybody's attention now? Do I have everybody's attention now? John, I got you. John, Do I have everybody's Sunday attention night. now? You put them cameras on me, then you must be willing To get that heart touched, it's a must-see feeling The news ain't good, then it must be villain So I say it's ad grounded, I don't trust these feelings Spread across your nose, and I'm on your air Highest next on the cloud, am I in the air? Sunday night's prime time, I flex mine better Voltron transform to DX Don, mega And unseen, you probably think I'm nice Cause I slow like a stream to your wireless device And the smoke full of steam any given night, I'll show up like a piece of any given slice. And for the latest and what is best about I, tune in and tune the rest out, Don. You gotta tell them, am I in the clear? Is this thing gone? Am I on the air? On the air. to the show it is am i on the air um tonight it's august 17th and i am back for a new episode it's season nine episode three tonight's show is called a little expendable and um gonna bring you up to speed and all the latest and greatest in entertainment news and um movie review of the week hence the title is going to be expendables three i was to have a review tonight <clears throat> for let's be cops as well but unfortunately, some stuff came up today, and I was not able to get to see Let's Be Cops as planned. So I will have to hold on to that one, and hopefully by next show, I'll be able to let you know about Let's Be Cops, which has been one of my most anticipated films of the summer. That trailer just had me rolling, and it did really, really well at the box office, so I'm very proud to see that it didn't just bomb coming out. I'm very happy to see that, so... Hopefully I will have that review coming at you next week. But what I do have for you is the review of Expendables 3. Um, let me start off by saying this is my least favorite of the franchise. This is another movie that I've been extremely looking forward to. Say what you want about these films, but they're a ball of fun. They are a ton of fun. I'm a big Stallone fan. I love Jason Statham. Love Schwarzenegger, of course. Um, love Terry Crews. I mean, just the way that they set up this franchise has been great. I really enjoyed the first movie, and the second movie blew me away. I loved the first, mo the second movie a couple years ago. It was definitely my favorite by far. Jean-Claude Van Damme is the villain. It was incredible. I saw this one was coming together, and I got it super stoked again. You know, it had its little ups and downs. We saw that Bruce Willis didn't come back because he got money hungry, and so they fired him from the film, and then they brought in Harrison Ford to kind of take his place. Um, we saw that they were bringing in Wesley Snipes, and they were going to bring in Antonio Banderas, and I was like, all right, cool, some cool, cool new additions. Mel Gibson got brought on as the villain, um, and then you saw they were also doing, like, the new, young, younger, hipper, the new and improved uh, Expendables group. 
bringing in the young clan, um, which uh, Kelsey Grammer helps out in the film, bringing that together. And you get like Ronda Rousey from the UFC. She's incredible, and she's really good in this movie, actually. You got Kellen Lutz, uh, and then Victor Ortiz, and Glenn Powell. And probably half of you were like, who and who? And that's the point here. And that's a downside to this film, to be quite honest, <laughs> is that this movie spends too much time on the baby Expendables than they do on the real Expendables. And I didn't come to this film to see baby Expendables. The whole reason for this franchise is to see the stars of the 80s and the 90s kicking ass. That's what I want to see. And this movie kind of took that away from me. It's like they teased it in the beginning, and then they get away from it, and then they get back to it by the end of the film. But by the end of the film, it's like too little too late almost at that point. You know, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to, I don't I'm not even going to say, I'm, okay, sorry, I'm getting twisted up here because I'm trying to walk a certain line, since I don't want to spoil anything, but the same token, I don't feel like I can give a legitimate, my legitimate beef with this film without maybe spoiling a little bit, so I hope I don't offend anybody, but spoiler alert maybe. For those of you, I'm going to try to walk a certain line and not go direct spoiler, but hear me out. <laughs> Terry Crews, barely in this film. Um, Jet Li, barely in this film. Big things right there that are key essential parts of The Expendables you don't get very much of. You don't even get very much of Jason Statham, Randy Couture, Dolph Lundgren. You don't get very much of them either. They bust out Wesley Snipes out of prison in the beginning of the film. He's incredible. And then pretty much he's gone for the rest of the film too until the end. And Tony Banderas, another character that's incredible. Same thing. He shows up. He's gone. Shows up again. He's gone. Schwarzenegger, I felt like this was even... I thought he was going to have a bigger role in this one than he has in the first two, and it was actually less than the second film, which that was disappointing as well. So, see, I walked a certain line, I'm not going to spoil anything directly, but it just really bummed me out with the way that they handled this. Um, a big problem with this film, PG-13, and a lot of people are saying that it didn't make a big difference. I feel it did. The reason why I love these films is how brutal they are. You know, it's supposed to be a throwback to the big budget, over the top action movies of the 80s. And in those films, people got their throats slashed, blood squirted out. <laughs> people got shot in the head, their head exploded. You know, there was a violence to it. And for being PG 13 in this film, it was watered down tremendously. Yes, a lot of people still get shot. Yes, a lot of bodies fall. But the, it doesn't have any of the impact that those things had in the previous films. You know, I know I like gore a little bit more than others, but really when it comes down to it, this is not a franchise that needed to become PG-13. This is a franchise that needed to stay rated R and really go for the guts like it did in the previous films. The funny thing about it all, when it's all said and done, is that the reasoning that they wanted to do PG-13 was to, you know, open the doors for a younger audience to come in and see it, especially with them adding Kellen Lutz and Rhonda and, you know, these other guys. 
And the funny part about that is, is if you saw the box office report that I posted earlier today, the film debuted at number four, and it debuted with the lowest amount of money that any of the previous films had. So you made it PG-13, you made it more widespread for the viewing public, and less people saw it than if you would have left it a rated R film. So I hope the studio notices this. I think chances are maybe getting slimmer for an Expendables 4. Um, these films do make a majority of their money overseas, so it, I mean, it could still definitely make its money back, and maybe we will get a part 4. But I've, I hope to God, if we move forward with this franchise, and I hope they give it another shot, because I'd hate to see this franchise go out on this kind of a note. Um, but if they give it another shot, I hope that when it comes down to it, they will go back to a rated R and do it the way that it needs to be done. I really do. So some highlights for the film, of course, Stallone is badass. I mean, you know... Really the big highlight here for me, Mel, Mel Gibson was great as the villain. Wesley Snipes and Antonio Banderas are the standouts. Wesley Snipes is incredible here, and he, he's in rare form, he's funny, he's badass. He's just, he's a great fit to be one of the members of the Expendables. And actually the character he plays is one of the original members of the Expendables that was started the group with um, Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Antonio Banderas' character is awesome as well. He's a guy that's been wanting to be a part of the Expendables, but never gets a chance. You know, he's just all over the place, and nobody trusts him, and he finally gets to kind of weasel his way into the group, and then by the end of the movie, he's just, you know, finally accepted, and it's awesome. The way they handle it is amazing. And uh, so the movie definitely had its high, high points, but it had a lot of slow points in it as well, excuse me. A lot of slow points in it. I mean, it dragged in many, many parts. There's a lot more dialogue than action in this film compared to the other two. And the PG-13 pissed me off. And like I said, and the fact that Terry Crews isn't in it very much, and Jet Li's not in it very much, and even the core original group of Statham and gang aren't in it very much. I didn't care about the new Expendables. As much as I love Ronda Rousey and think she's hot, I didn't care. You know, I didn't believe in the new young group. I was there to see the old group kick some ass, and that's what I wanted, and I didn't get it. So, out of five stars, I was originally going to give Expendables three out of five. I ended up settling a three and a half out of five, and the only reason I'm even going three and a half is because it's a great action scene at the end of the movie, and everybody kind of gets their moments to shine. So, um, I I felt like it really kind of redeemed itself to a point for the big climatic action battle at the end of the movie. So I gave it an extra half star because of that. And I do love the franchise, and I did I did enjoy the movie. I thought it was good, but it was definitely the weakest of the crew. And uh, I, am, I have to say I'm a little disappointed just because I was looking forward to uh, this movie so much because I love the first two so much. So there you have it. I hope I didn't spoil anything too much for people. And, uh, you know... If you're a fan of the first two, I hope you check it out and see what you think. And, uh, you know, let me know on Twitter and Facebook and stuff what you think. I'd love to hear your views and thoughts if you agree or not with uh, where I'm coming from on this one. Alrighty, so there's your review of the week. Expendables 3, 3 3.5. Hey, how fitting. Expendables 3, 3 3.5 out of 5 for that film. Alright, let's get into the news of the week. And I'm going to actually start with kind of some bummer news 
that I just kind of want to get out of the way, pay some respect, and then we can move on uh, to some other stuff. And literally one day after I did the last episode, the news broke that, unfortunately, Robin Williams had passed away. Um, Robin Williams, at the age of 63, was found dead in his home. And uh, this was a shock. I mean, when this news dropped, I just could not believe it. You know, celebrity deaths are always crazy, and especially when it's somebody that you kind of grew up with, you know? I mean, I've grown up with Robin since I was a little, little kid. I mean, I remember Mork and Mindy. I remember him as Popeye, <laughs> you know? I remember him in Hook. Um, Goodwill Hunting, Jumanji, you know, Dead Poets Society, Mrs. Doubtfire. You know, I even really like RV and Old Dogs, and, <laughs> you know? I mean, just so many films. The guy was so talented. And the bigger kick to this story is that he committed suicide, and that's really, really sad. Um, They found him hanging in his bedroom, and he had attempted to slice his wrist, and it didn't work. Then he hung himself. And he said he suffered really bad from depression. His uh, TV show that was on last year, The Crazy Ones... It got canceled, and they're saying after that got canceled, he really settled into a deep depression because he felt like he failed on that TV front. Um, you know, he really didn't want to be in the limelight anymore. He didn't really want to do movies, but felt like he had to to make money for his family. And, you know, it, it overall, it's just so sad. His wife said a couple of days later that he was in the early stages of Parkinson's disease. And now they're saying that that could be another, you know, big reason why that he decided to go this route because he couldn't handle, you know, getting diagnosed with a disease like that. So, I don't want to sit and harp on this. I don't really condone suicide. Um, But I know depression is a very bad, bad situation to be in. And, you know, I take it very seriously. And, you know, I love the guy, and he did a lot of great films, and I thank him for everything he did for the public. You'll be able to see him next. Um, There's a movie supposedly coming out in November called Merry Friggin' Christmas. Uh, He he will be in that. He is voicing a dog in a new Simon Pegg movie, which actually just posted an article a little bit earlier tonight about he was he's voicing this dog in this movie, and they're saying that they don't even think that all the lines have been recorded yet, so they might run into an issue there. And then, uh, of course, he will be in Night at the Museum 3, which comes out on Christmas Day. So, still got a couple more projects we can anticipate him coming out in, and um, all the great history that he's given us in the past. And, um, you know, he will be missed, for sure. So, Robin Williams, dead at the age of 63. Very, very sad. Condolences out to him, his family, all loved ones, friends. It's, It's a very, very sad situation. Okay, let's lighten it up a little bit and move in to our news of the week. Uh, Vin Diesel is doing his Marvel teases again. You know, before he came out that he was doing the voice for Groot, he was um, really teasing a lot of people on social media, making it seem like he was going to be Vision. Um, I forget the other character he was claiming to be, and then it ended up that he got the Groot thing. But when he signed for Groot, he said that he was also in negotiations with Marvel for a brand new property, and that they were working on the details for that. 
he sent out a tweet earlier in the week uh, saying, like, thanks for the fans and all their support for Groot and the Marvel Universe and everything. It really feels as if I'm inhuman. Now, for those of you that are big Marvel fans, you will know that there is a Marvel comic series called The Inhumans. So, that speculation has begun running rampant that an Inhumans movie is coming starring Vin Diesel. This is very possible. I've seen some rumored um, Marvel releases. I've seen like a, like a rumored list of their calendar. And then there was an Inhumans movie on that calendar. So... I don't know much about the Inhumans, so I can't really get into it all that much, but they're another cosmic group uh, in space, kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy, but they're, I think they're more of like an X-Men type crew. I could be very wrong on this. Like I said, I don't know much about it. I'm going off of just what I've read. Um, but I, it sounds very interesting, and I would totally be down to see it. So, um, the wait and see. Marvel has not said that this is going on or not. This is just uh, going purely off the rumor that Vin Diesel said. They must feel like I'm inhuman. <laughs> but Vin's great at um, you know messing with the marks out there, so he's always trying to swerve you. So I wouldn't bite too hard into it, but it's definitely worth mentioning. You know what I mean? You know what I mean. Alrighty, coming up next for all you Breaking Bad fans... Uh, you probably know by now, we've talked about it before, that they're doing a spin-off show called Better Call Sal. Well, we have posted the teaser trailer for Better Call Sal, and um, they have announced that... Free 2015 will be the premiere of Better Call Sal. Sorry, I lost my place there. February 2015 will be when the series launches over on the AMC channel. So there you go, Better Call Sal. Uh, USA has renewed the show Suits for a fifth season. Wow, didn't even realize the show had been on so long. Um, Mark Millar, who did the Kick-Ass movies, he wrote the books and everything, uh, he says that he's very doubtful that Kick-Ass 3 will happen. Um, this bums me out. I'm a big fan of the Kick-Ass series. <clears throat> I know there's a third book that they wanted to adapt, adapt but... The second one did do very well at all, so I think that the studio kind of threw that out uh, after the box office performance, and hearing Mark Millar now say this pretty much feels like the nail in the coffin here, so very sad to hear. Maybe one day I'm going to keep my fingers crossed that maybe we will get a kick-ass through if we can get the budget down low enough. Got the new trailer, the second trailer for the movie The Best of Me. This is the new um, Nicholas Sparks film. Starring James Marsden and Michelle Monaghan. You can check out that trailer over on our Twitter and Facebook page. Um, let's see here. Homeland is getting a two-hour season premiere. And uh, I believe it's going to be in October. Yeah, I believe it's in October. So it's going to be two hours. They're going to actually... It's not a two-hour episode. They're going to air the first two episodes back-to-back. -back. So if you DVR the show, make sure it's set to do... Two episodes back-to-back, because -back, it will only record one if you don't set it up properly. Um, Ed Harris has been set as the main villain in the new HBO show Westworld. This is a show I talked about on last week's show. They've been signing all kinds of people to this show. Um, James Marsden got announced last week, and, and a whole other slew of people. And now Ed Harris set as the villain. They're really stacking this thing. It's very, very cool. 
Um, we have the complete list of the Teen Choice Award winners for 2014. I'm not going to read down all of them. they got a million of them, <laughs> from TV to movies to music. So if you're interested in the Teen Choice Awards, you can check out the article and read the list right there. Um, let's see here. So this is interesting, and I, I'm only going to... I don't know. I don't know how much I'm going to believe into it until I read something a little bit more confirming. But as of right now, it is looking like Michael Bay will not be back to direct Transformers 5. The reason I'm not believing everything into this is because he did not straight up say, I'm not doing it. The studio has not said that he's not doing it or named a successor. And, um... He also said this for part four. <laughs> and we all know that he just directed part four that just hit theaters. So I'll wait and see. But as of right now, uh, it looks like he's not going to do it, though. He says that there's a ton of other projects on his plate that he wants to get into. He said that, um, you know, that basically since 2007, his whole life has revolved around Transformers. The only movie he's done be- besides the four Transformers in the last almost 10 years, is Pain and Gain, you know, which I love Pain and Gain, he did an awesome job with that, but, um, that's it, everything else has been Transformers, 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 so, you know, he said he wants to get on some other projects, he wants to start doing some other things, and he'll probably stay on as a producer, um, but it's time to move on, so, you know, like I've always said, I'm a gigantic Michael Bay fan, I love the Transformer franchise, all four of them. But I am curious. Excuse me, I cannot stop yawning. I was up very late last night, and it was a long day today. But I can't um, say that I'm not looking forward to seeing a new director's take on the franchise. I would like to see someone else behind the see someone else behind the lens for a Transformers film, and just see something that someone else can do. Uh, we, we've seen Michael Bay's vision for, for four movies now. So, I, as much as I love Michael Bay, I would like to see a new take on it. And I, and I think, you know, it would be interesting to get that. Hopefully, they get a very good director that has a lot of their own input and isn't just a director to hire that will do whatever Michael Bay wants him to do because then we're going to basically get the same thing anyway. Which could be fine, but, you know, I would like to see someone else come in and do their take on it while continuing the story that we've already known and love. Rutherford movies. Oh my goodness, excuse me. I'm so sorry. So that is the latest on Transformers 5, um, which is still slated to come out in 2016. We have the first trailer for the new Johnny Depp movie called Mordecai, which actually looks pretty damn funny. I haven't been too big with uh, Johnny Depp lately, but this one looks really, really funny. We have Everything Wrong with Death Race 2000 in 14 minutes or less. Got a couple really cool tribute videos to Robin Williams that you can watch on the um, Twitter page and Facebook page, so definitely check those out. We have the Honest trailer for The Expendables. This is the first movie. Check that out for show. Um, Some Call of Duty news for you. I'm a big Call of Duty fan, so I, I post some game news on the site from time to time. Definitely been keeping up with the latest on Call of Duty. Advanced Warfare comes out November 4th. And the newest thing was just announced this week that basically if you pre-order the game, 
you will get the Day Zero Edition, which will allow you to play the game one day early on November 3rd. You can go pick up the game a day early, and uh, you'll get double XP, even get some new weapons, I believe. So it's actually really cool. It's free. All you got to do is pre-order the game, and you get to play 24 hours for anybody else. It's definitely worth it. Check it out. All you need is five bucks down at GameStop. Oh, right. Um, the Dark Knight's age in Batman v Superman is confirmed. Uh, the studio is saying that Bruce Wayne slash Batman in this film will be about 45 years old. So, it's kind of what I expected. I expected early 40s, you know. I saw some reports that said he's going to be in his 50s, but 45 sounds like a sweet spot, so I'll take it. So that's just to let you know that they are going with that grizzled veteran-type Batman that's been doing it for about, you know, 25 years. 25, 30 years. So, very cool. Um, we have the first trailer for the season premiere of the new Doctor Who season, so you can check that out. Um, Justin Thoreau says that Zoolander 2 talks are starting to heat up again. This makes me very excited. I'm a big Zoolander fan. Uh, I know Ben Stiller's been wanting to do it. I know Owen Wilson's been wanting to do it, but they've been kind of going back and forth with the studio. It started to die down. It's awesome to hear that Justin Thoreau saying that Stuff's heating up again, they're all talking again, so I will take it. Justin Thoreau helped write the script for the first film. Um, and congratulations to Justin Thoreau while we're talking about him. HBO also announced this week that they've renewed Leftovers for a second season over on HBO, which I'm super stoked on. I've just finally started getting into the show, <clears throat> and I love it. Um, I've been DVRing it from the beginning, but about six episodes, six, seven episodes sat on my DVR. And I just couldn't find the time to really watch it or get into it. And then last weekend, I said, you know, fuck it. Let's let's try to start watching this, me and my wife. And I turned it on, and she was actually like, I'm not interested. But she was sitting in, sitting in the couch, you know, just watch, playing on her phone and her tablet. And it was on, and she got sucked into it. And I got sucked into it. And then that episode finished, and she was like, let's watch another episode. So we watched the second episode. And within a couple of days, we burned up through all seven episodes and got caught up. And now I am current with where the season is at. And this show is amazing. I really, really like it. So I was very happy to hear that HBO has renewed it for a second season. Justin Thoreau, of course, is the main character in The Leftovers. So uh, since I'm talking about him working on Zoolander, I think I thought I'd play a nice shout-out and congratulate the uh, cast and crew of The Leftovers getting a second season pickup over on HBO. Uh, Jonathan Liebsman, who directed the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot, he says that him and the producers, they want a journey to Dimension X in the TMT sequel. Uh, no clue if the studio wants them to go to Dimension X, but uh, that's where they want to go. Also, very heavy rumors around Casey Jones joining the movie in the second one also. Going back to gaming real quick, Destiny comes out next month on September 9th, and uh, I played the beta for this, and it's it's so much fun. I can't wait for the full game to come out. Um, but Destiny just um, was announced that it's the most pre-ordered new property in the history of video games. So that is amazing. So, so you know, it hasn't beat some of the sequels that have come out, like Grand Theft Auto and Call of Duties and stuff like that. But for a new property, Destiny is the most pre-ordered game ever. So that is badass. Congratulations there. Um, let me pull this up. Brad Pitt's new war movie, Fury, has just been given a new release date. Um, I believe it just moved up like a month. 
Uh, yep, it was originally slated to come out November 14th. It will now hit theaters on October 17th. So that is Fury, starring Brad Pitt, Shia LaBeouf, Logan Lerman, John Berthnall, Michael Pina, Jason Isaacs, and Scott Eastwood. So there you go. Um, It will open opposite Dracula Untold in the animated film Book of Life. So one month earlier for Fury. Uh, Dexter's Michael C. Hall, who I love, uh, will star in Stanley Kubrick's new God-Fearing Men uh, miniseries. So they're making a miniseries on Stanley Kubrick's novel, God-Fearing Man, and uh, he will be the main star of that. So I might have to watch it because I love Michael C. Hall, so I'll definitely check that out. New Girl syndication cable rights have been handed over to TBS and MTV. So on those two networks, you'll start to see some reruns of New Girl. Chris Hardwick's Midnight Show has been renewed for a second season over on Comedy Central. Uh, American Horror Story has added Patti LaBelle to its new Freak Show um, series that comes out in October. The series creator of Babylon 5 says he's looking to reboot the franchise and would love to start it with a feature film. Don't have much to say about that. (laughs) Um, Guardians of the Galaxy director James Gunn has been talking a lot in in, um, promotion stuff lately for the film. A lot of people have been asking, and kind of spoiler alert, but we are three weeks into the film being out, so... Uh, who Star-Lord's dad is. And of course, he won't confirm or deny anybody, but he wanted to rule out one thing. It's not what it is in the comic book. Uh, In the comic book, it's a character named Jason, and he says, we're not following the the comic storyline. It will be somebody else that fits into this Marvel Universe better. So, just so you know, that's not the direction they're going. They're going with something brand new. So, there you go. Pixels. The new Adam Sandler movie that comes out next summer, it has been moved, and its new release date will be middle of the summer, next summer, July 24th, 2015. Um, It's Always Sunny star, uh, the female of the group on Always Sunny, um, she will, Caitlin Olsen, she will recur on New Girl for season four. She will have a a new role there on New Girl, so that's pretty cool. It looks like DC Pictures is moving forward with an Aquaman film. Nothing has been greenlit, and they haven't specified, you know, that they are moving forward or not. But DC has optioned two different sets of writers to make Aquaman films. So what they're doing is they're having two different scripts written at the same time. And then, basically, they're going to cherry pick it, (laughs) and they're going to say, we want to go with this script. And they're going to pick whichever one's the best and move forward on it. So um, I love the idea of this, because then you have two different takes, and you have the option to pick the best one. And I really like that, instead of just going with whatever one guy writes you. So seems like we're definitely going to be getting an Aquaman in one of those, like, five million untitled date releases that DC lined up a couple weeks ago. Uh, actress Lauren Pacall has passed away at the age of 89 just due to natural causes, so definitely thoughts and condolences there. Let's see here. Upcoming Ben-Hur remake is uh, targeting Tom Hiddleston for its lead. Um, I heard about this news the other day, and I don't know if I like it. <laughs> um... I love Tom Hiddleston, don't get me wrong. But Ben-Hur, I just, I don't really see him in that. Doesn't make very much sense to me. But, 
Gotta keep you in the know. So know that they're looking at Tom Hiddleston as the lead for the upcoming Ben-Hur film. Um, the Veronica Mars cast is going to be reuniting for a brand new web series. So that is interesting. Um, I don't watch Veronica Mars, so I can't really tell you much about that. But people love the, um, they love the TV show. They love the new movie that they did last year. So why not, right? Doing a new web series. Um, oh, I got some other new release dates. Let me pull this up here because it's for a couple different films. Alright, so Warner Brothers and Columbia Pictures are shifting some things around. Um, so Pixels, I just talked about Pixels with Adam Sandler. That was originally supposed to come out on May 15th. They've now pushed it back to July 24th. So that's one. The new um, they were also open against the new Poltergeist remake and Judd Apatow's Trainwreck film. Um, Guy Ritchie's new film, The Man from Uncle, which stars Henry Cavill, Army Hammer, and Hugh Grant, has been moved from January 16th, 2014 to August 14th, 2015. Now, this sucks on one hand because the film just got pushed back from the beginning of the year to the middle of summer. But on the other hand, it means that Warner Brothers is pretty confident with this film. They've liked what they've seen. They 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 want to move it from the beginning of the year to the you know to the end of the summertime. So they they definitely got some high hopes for it, which is great because I'm looking really forward to this. This film was actually supposed to come out this year, then it got bumped to the beginning of 2015, and now it's getting bumped again to August. So I'm getting a little frustrated with the fact that this movie keeps getting pushed back. But everything we're hearing has been nothing but great stuff. So, um, you know, it, it, so if the August 14 date means we get a better movie, then I guess I'll take it. The Man from Uncle. Uh, and the Point Break remake. This movie has actually been moved up, and it will open on July 31st, 2015, against the new Sasha Baron Cohen film, Grimsby. And lastly, Clint Eastwood's new film, American Sniper, which stars Bradley Cooper and Sienna Miller. It will now open in select theaters on Christmas Day, before opening nationwide on January 16th, 2015. So, a little bit earlier, you get it at Christmas time, but that's only going to be in select theaters. And then everywhere else, January 16th. So there's some shifts there for you in the release date stuff. Um... Boardwalk Empire's Jack Huston has joined the new Pride and Prejudice and Zombies film. Yes, I told you last week that this film was coming. I wasn't lying, and now they actually signed somebody to do it. We got the first picture of Mark Hamill as uh, from the Star Wars set. He's not in his Star Wars outfit. He's just, you know, on the set looking like Obi-Wan Kenobi. And uh, he looks awesome. He looks great, and it definitely fits the vibe that I would want from this dude in this new film. So I will take it. Um, the new Power Rangers film has been officially set and locked in for summer, July 22nd, 2016. That is when we'll get the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers reboot film, July, 26, <clears throat> July 22nd, 2016. <clears throat> Excuse me. A prequel to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre film is on the way, and it's going to be titled Leatherface. This seems super, super silly to me, <clears throat> because... Before they just did the reboot, they did Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning, which was the origin story. Literally, like, what, six years ago, seven years ago? So I don't understand why they're going to do another reboot story. Just do a sequel. 
I just don't understand Hollywood sometimes. They already have an origin story. Alright, anyway, moving on. Shannon Sossaman and James Rassone are going to lead Sinister 2. I don't know who either of these two people are, <clears throat> but there you go. And they're going to lead Sinister 2. Jackie Chan says that he wants to do Rush Hour 4. And he's reached out, <clears throat> and he's trying to see if they can get a very quality-sized script written. And he's down to come back and do another one. I don't know I don't know if Chris Tucker's ready to come back and do another one. Uh, but Jackie is... Which is cool and bless his heart. I lo- I like all three Rush Hour films, so I would be down to see another one. Um, but like him, I, I would want to see them wait for a quality script and not just throw something together. Um, <clears throat> Martin Lawrence came out this week. He was on Conan, and he says that the script is almost done for Bad Boys 3, and that it's definitely going to happen. Uh, that he's talked to Jerry Bruckheimer, and they're working everything out, and um, it's very close to happening. This gets me super excited, because Bad Boys 2 is one of my all-time favorite movies, and I love the first one as well. The chemistry between Will Smith and Martin Lawrence is incredible, and it's off the chain, and I want to see that again. Uh, I'm watching Martin... It's good to see Martin kind of making the rounds again, because he disappeared for a long while. And now he's on FX. He's on a new TV show called Partners with uh, Kelsey Grammer. And I've been watching it. It's about four episodes in right now. It's okay. Some moments it has some really good laughs, and then a lot of the rest of it is just kind of really cheesy. So I'm going to continue to watch it and give it a chance, but it's not something I'm going to tell you. You should definitely rush out and watch this film or watch this TV show, but it's it's good to see Martin Lawrence working again. I'll say that. And I think he's got a pretty cool vibe going with Kelsey Grammer on the show. But I want to see Bad Boys. That is for damn sure. Bad Boys 3 would be incredible. No word if Mike Michael Bay will be uh, directing again or anything like that, but um, but it, it sounds good. It sounds good. I like to hear that we're making movements. That's all that matters to me. Alrighty. Um, the screenwriters of Captain America that are doing Captain America 3 right now, they they are saying that no. They want to put to rest the rumors that um, Falcon is going to be kept, become Captain America in the new film. It's not going to happen. Um, and I didn't expect it to happen, honestly. Yes, the comic book just made the Falcon um, uh, the new Captain America, but that doesn't mean that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to do the same thing. You know what I mean? So it's just good to hear the screenwriter say no. You know, that's in the comic world. We're in the TV world, or we're in the movie world. It doesn't have to cross over. Just like Thor isn't going to become a woman, you know? Um, The deluxe Blu-ray set of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has been announced. And it's actually pretty cool. It comes with a gigantic Raphael statue. And if you want to see what it looks like, just check out our Twitter page and look for the uh, post over on August 14th. And you'll see the picture of this thing. It's it's pretty cool. I, I like it. I like that studios are starting to do these collector sets that come with like ceramic statues and stuff like that. It really makes it worth it to get that stuff. Guillermo del Toro's TV show, The Strain, has just been renewed for a second season. This is another show that I have every episode just sitting on the DVR. I hope to get into it here soon. I've heard nothing but great things from several people. Um, I just haven't had the time to get into it, so I will. And I'm just glad to hear that it's been renewed for a second season. Alrighty. 
uh, WWE star Dean Ambrose is going to be in a new uh, WWE Films action movie called Lockdown. This is going to be part of this six-pack deal that WWE Films and Lionsgate has put together. So congratulations there to Dean Ambrose. I'm a big WWE fan, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, and, uh, yeah. It'll probably be pretty cheesy. It's about... Um, it's about, uh, I think he's a police officer and he gets trapped in the building and these crooks are breaking out of prison at the same time and all of this stuff, you know, typical action movie stuff. (laughs) And, uh, but yeah, big news on Godzilla, Godzilla 2 and, uh, good and bad news. I would say first, the good news, Godzilla 2 is happening and it will be hitting theaters on June 8th, 2018. That also, in its same token, the bad news as well. Because the date is June 8th, 2018. Four years from now. That is a long-ass time to wait for a sequel. Now, the big reason for this is that the um, director, Gareth Edwards, he is coming back to do the sequel. But, before he can do the sequel, he's directing a little standalone film for Star Wars. And that film comes out in 2016, so he's getting ready to jump right into that. And, um... So, they can't start Godzilla until he's done with the Star Wars film. So, I get it, and I appreciate that the studio is wanting to wait around for Edwards, and it makes sense. It's just, from a fan standpoint, it really sucks to wait four years for another Godzilla film. So, that's my good and bad news. But Godzilla 2 stomps into theaters on June 8th, 2018. Moving on down. Um, very interesting kind of little nugget is that Edge of Tomorrow, the Tom Cruise film, first of all, it's hitting DVD and Blu-ray on October 7th. And the film was amazing, and I highly recommend you go buy it on October 7th. I know I will. Um, but on top of that, the home video box for the DVD and Blu-ray actually lists the movie's name as Live, Die, Repeat. And if you look at the spine of the film, it says Live, Die, Repeat, Slash, Edge of Tomorrow. So it looks like they've kind of almost rebranded the film for the home video release. Which is very, very interesting. Because as we all know, the movie's title had already changed. It used to be... The the film was originally called All You Need Is Kill. And then at Comic-Con last year, they announced, oh, we changed it. It's going to be Edge of Tomorrow. And then now, there looks like the studio's trying to go with Live, Die, Repeat. I believe it'll still mainly stay as Edge of Tomorrow, but even if you look on Amazon and iTunes, they're listing the movie as Live, Die, Repeat, which is kind of odd. So, it still will have that Edge of Tomorrow tagline to it, but don't be surprised if you see it listed as Live, Die, Repeat. Um, In some confusing news, David Fincher, director of the upcoming Gone Girl, says everything and nothing has changed in Gone Girl's ending. I don't know what that means when he says everything and nothing changed. That sounds like a conundrum. (laughs) So, uh, I don't know. I just wanted to tell you. But it is really odd, and I don't get it. Next up, American Horror Story Freak Show. That is the next one, and it will premiere on Wednesday, October 8th, over on FX. So there you go. A lot of people have been wondering when the hell the new American Horror Story is going to debut, and now you have it. Wednesday, October 8th, 10 p.m. 
Stars has also renewed the, their new TV show, Outlander, for a season two. And that's after they've only aired one episode of it. Yep. After one episode, they were like, it's coming back for another one. So congratulations there. I know a lot of people read the book and really look forward to it. Um, Salone says he's begun training for Rambo 5. This has been a big rumor for a long time, but it seems like he's definitely moving forward with a fifth Rambo film. I'm down. I love the fourth one. I thought he came back with a vengeance in Rambo 4. So I would totally be down to see a fifth one. Um... We posted a couple really funny pictures over on our Twitter page. It's actually of Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels uh, for Dumb and Dumber posters, but they're Lucy-inspired, so they look just like the Lucy poster with its like black and white close-up of their face with the different color eyeballs, and then where it says Lucy across her face. like One says Harry, one says Lloyd. Um, and it's really funny. It's just a mock poster of Lucy, but done, done Dumb and Dumber style. <laughs> so check that out. Um... Lee Izzard, Noah Taylor, and Olisa Rulin have joined the cast of Powers, which is the new exclusive show that will be airing on the PlayStation Network. Looking forward to that TV show, by the way. Uh, I'm very excited about this. Vin Rames is returning from Mission Impossible 5. Um, You know, he kind of got punked out in Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, and he had a little cameo at the end of the film, so I'm very happy to see he's going to be back full-time for the next one. Stellan Skarsgård will also be back as Dr. Eric Selvig for Avengers Age of Ultron. That makes me happy. I'd love to see people come back. And we have a new promo poster that shows a a little first peek look at The Flash uh, with the little tagline, 52 days until its premiere. Now for me, I've seen The Flash premiere already, just so you know. Um, I got a press copy, and uh, I saw it. And it was actually really, really good. I was already looking forward to the show. And um, it was a pilot. It was a really good pilot, and I'm super stoked to see the show. So I highly recommend you check out Arrow when it debuts on the CW Network. Um, that's pretty much our news from the week. I'm just trying to think. I felt like there was another show or something I wanted to tell you guys about. I did just watch The Raid 2. Now, if you haven't seen... A lot of people have seen the first raid. It's a, a Japanese horror... Uh, I don't know why I said horror. Um, action film. And um, it's subtitled, but it's got amazing action. They're actually going to be making an American version of it. Uh, I think I talked about this on last week's show, that they're looking at Taylor Kitsch to be the lead in it. Um, but it's a hardcore action movie. Very, very violent. Very brutal. Um, so the raid 2 came out a couple months ago in limited release here in the States. And... Um, I just picked it up on Blu-ray the other day, which I never buy movies I haven't seen before. But I took a chance with The Raid 2, because I I heard nothing but great things about the action. And let me tell you, it was pretty damn badass. Um, I'm going to say right now, it's hard for me to get into foreign films. I don't like reading the subtitles. It's hard to follow. I even tried watching it with the English dub dialogue, which just made it even stupider. It was too much for me. So, what I ended up doing about 15 minutes into the movie was just fast-forwarding to all the action scenes. And it's worth it, man. Every action scene in this movie is a work of art. It's so realistic. It's so brutal. It's so gory and hardcore. It It is so ultra-realistic. 
I can't tell you how amazing that is. You gotta check it out. If you're a hardcore action fan and you just love like just that straight up brutality in a fight, a lot of just hand to hand combat, and it's amazing. It comes off so realistic. I was just so blown away. I was like, how did how did they make this? You know, that's what I'm curious about. How, how did they make a lot of this? Uh, it was just so beautiful. So, you know, yeah, I kind of cheated. And I just skimmed through the movie to all the fights. But you know what? There's a fight probably every five minutes in this film. So I still pretty much watched a two and a half hour movie. Uh, just probably in about two two hours instead of two and a half. Uh, but it's worth it, man. So if you're a big action fan, I highly recommend you check out The Raid 2. It just hit Blu-ray like two weeks ago. So definitely check it out. Right there. <clears throat> I already told you The Leftovers is cool. And um, yeah. And, and Arrow's cool. So there... You have it. Let me just um, skim through a couple things here real quick. Oh, yeah. Uh, Paul Giamatti is going to star in the Straight Outta Compton film, which is the NWA biopic film. He's going to star as the uh, as NWA's manager. He'll play Jerry Heller, who was the manager of the group. So that's, that's a great piece of casting right there because it's mostly unknowns in there. Uh, we also have the complete winners list for the Creative Arts Emmys, so you can check that out. Um, I have a trailer for the new movie Open Windows, which stars Elijah Wood. Oh, <clears throat> God, I can't believe I was going to miss this stuff. See, I'm glad I took another look. Um, I've been wondering and waiting to see if they were going to make any more of these, and I'm talking the Journey movies. What I mean by Journey movies is a couple years ago there was a film called Journey to the Center of the Earth, which starred Brendan Fraser, and at the time, um, <clears throat> and at the time a little kid who, Josh Hutcherson, yeah I was starting to space his name there for a second, who was a little unknown at the time, now he's in the Hunger Games films and everybody knows Josh Hutcherson, but he, they did Journey to the Center of the Earth. Then they did Journey to the Mysterious Island a couple years ago, and guess who stepped in? The Rock. The Rock did Journey 2, and it was actually a really cool family film. I, I really enjoyed Journey 2. After Journey 2, they kind of set it up for a sequel. They they left it off. I think they were going to go to space. Like, there was another story they were going to tell. And it definitely led off for a sequel. But But that movie was years ago, and I haven't heard anything since. Well, the other day, it came out, and they said that the, um that they have some writers on the project, actually some writers from the Conjuring film, which is, it's kind of a stretch to go from Conjuring to uh, Journey, but um, that they are not only writing Journey 3, they're writing Journey 4 at the same time as well, and that it looks like The Rock and Josh, Josh Hutcherson are set to come back for the film. Um, and they're working on everybody else at this point to see who else is going to come back, but for sure The Rock and Josh, Josh Hutcherson. So, Pretty cool. You know, I'm glad to see The Rock is making room to uh, go back to the Journey franchise. Because you know, I thought he did a really good job at it. Um, Jim Sturgis, Abby Cornish, uh, and Ed Harris. Oh, and Andy Garcia. A lot, God, a lot of names. These uh, four names are in negotiations to join Gerard Butler in his new film, Geostorm. Geostorm. Uh, we also posted on our Facebook page the uh, Dancing Groot from the end of uh, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a fun little scene that happens during the credits of uh, the end of Guardians, and Marvel released it to the public, so we posted it up because it's, it's such a cute little thing. Simon Cowell is actually working at bringing Betty Boop to the big screen. I don't know if we really need a Betty Boop movie, but um, 
It's coming. Uh, we also have a new trailer for a movie called Rudderless, starring Selena Gomez and Billy Crudup. Uh, Netflix has slotted the first Chelsea Handler special and uh, lining up three more. This is all part of that package of her going from the E-Network over to Netflix. Um, Katie Sackhoff, who a lot of people have been saying, oh, she's going to be Captain Marvel or Miss Marvel in Avengers 2 or another Marvel film. It's going to be awesome. She came out and she kind of crushed everybody's dreams. And she said, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I have not spoke to Marvel. I haven't spoke to them about any role at all. And I will not be Captain Marvel in Avengers 2. So that sucks, because she'd be pretty badass, and it's not going to happen. We also have Everything Wrong with Sin City in 14 minutes or less. So definitely check that out. Uh, the Lifetime Network is going to be doing a biopic film on Brittany Murphy. So they're going to be doing a two-hour television movie called The Brittany Murphy Story that will premiere on September 6th, Saturday, September 6th on Lifetime. And Gal Gadot has joined Kevin Costner in the new film Criminal. Oh, Sony Films is altering the Kim Jong-un assassination film called The Interview. Uh, as you know, the film was supposed to come out in October. I told you that they pushed it back to um, December now. It's going to come out on Christmas Day. They're saying that they're going to make a couple little uh, alterations to it. For one, um, there's these military buttons that they wear over in Korea. They're going to digitally take out all the buttons, because I guess that makes a big deal and shows our disrespect. And um, and then I guess there's another scene where they portray Kim Jong-un's face melting, <laughs> and they're going to take that out as well. So Sony getting involved now, trying to uh, not get us in tremendous trouble with uh, Korea after this movie is released. Speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy, congratulations to them again, because their soundtrack, The Awesome Mix Volume 1, is the number one album on the Billboard charts. That's pretty damn amazing. So... Very, very cool, especially since it's, uh, you know, a soundtrack of old 70s songs, <laughs> and it's the number one thing out right now. Uh, ABC Family has renewed Switch to Birth for a fourth season. Dandy Newton has also joined HBO's Westworld show. There's another one, I was just talking about that one earlier. They just keep popping people onto this damn show. ABC Family has canceled Twisted after one season. Denise Richards was on this show. I didn't even know about this show, but it's canceled after one season. Um, I think now I may be done. Yes. Okay, now I'm done with the news of the week. Sorry. I had a whole other batch of news that I almost totally missed. And that's why I double-check my facts. Alrighty, so let's hit down the releases in the box office and we'll wrap this baby up. On DVD and Blu-ray this Tuesday, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Chef. In theaters on Friday, Sin City, A Dame to Kill For, When the Game Stands Tall, and If I Stay. And here's your box office top 10. Coming in number 10, it's Boyhood with 2.1 million. Number 9 is Step Up All In with 2.7 million. Number 8 is Lucy with 5.3 million. Number 7 is The 100 Foot Journey with 7.1 million. Number 6 is Into the Storm with 7.7 million. Number 5 is a debut, it's The Giver with 12.8 million. Number 4 is another debut, it's The Expendables 3 with 16.2 million. Number 3 is Let's Be Cops 
with 17.7 million. And I just like to let it be known that with Let's Be Cops, that film actually came out on Wednesday. So when it came out on Wednesday, it made a couple million. It had a really good Thursday. It was really hovering towards the top of the box office. Um, but then as the weekend went on, it kind of drooped down. But if they would have released this on a Friday, this could have easily been the number one film of the weekend. But they opened it on Wednesday, so we only count Friday, Saturday, Sunday in these results. So then, therefore, it had 17.7. Still enough to beat The Expendables in its opening Friday weekend. Wow, it's crazy. Number two is Guardians of the Galaxy, bringing in another 24.7 million. This film is on its way to be the biggest domestic box office film of the year. It's just about ready to catch up with Transformers 4. And number one, once again, in its second week in a row, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, with another $28.4 million. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. There's your box office, there's your releases, and there's your news of the week. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. This has been Season 9, Episode 3, A Little Expendable. Uh, my name is Don Mega. You can follow me on Twitter at DXDonMega. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Am I on the Air. Please like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Am I on the Air. That way you can get all of this news as it's published on Twitter, on Facebook. This, we do news dumps every day, all the time, to keep you up to date. So definitely like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Um, our official webpage is amiontheair.com. You can listen to the shows. You can check out movie reviews. You can check out all the box office reports, releases, movie trailers. It's all there, amiontheair.com. Um, shout out to our affiliates over at Red Dragons Radio. You can listen to reddragonsradio.com and listen to Am I on the Air there? Am I still on the air? You can listen to This Week with the Geek. You can listen to um, People's Forum. You can listen to Inside the Ropes. You can listen to Pro Wrestling Nation. And uh, my boy Geeky Pat over on Red Dragons Radio, he does This Week with the Geek. He just started a brand new show last week. And um, he just posted its debut episode. And you can check it out. The show is called Out of the Rifts. And it is available right now on Red Dragons Radio as well. Um, It's about kind of like role-playing games and stuff like that. So listen to it and you'll get the full gist of that. Um, So yeah, you can check out all of those shows right there at reddragonsradio.com on the go. If you need an app to listen to uh, Am I on the Air on the go, it's Stitcher Radio. Listen to stitcher.com and uh, check out the app for all your mobile streaming devices. And you can listen wirelessly. Uh, And of course, if you're an iTunes person, you can always download us on iTunes. Download, rate, subscribe. We are available on iTunes. And if you need a direct link, you can just go to miontheair.com, click on the iTunes tab, and there's a button right there to take you to our page. Don't make it any simpler. Um, That'll do it, my friends. Thank you once again for tuning in, for supporting the show, and... um, not sure when the next Am I Still on the Air is going to be. I'm contemplating if I want to do one for Expendables, if I want to do one for Ninja Turtles. I don't know. I'm just kind of eh about both those films right now. So, <laughs> I don't know. But keep an eye out. I'll let you know if we end up doing anything special for those. If not, we'll catch you next week, hopefully for with a review of um, Let's Be Cops and maybe even Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. Um, yeah, that's right. Have a good night, my friends. Have a great week, and we'll catch you next time right here on Am I on the Air. Peace! Red Dragons!